good afternoon and welcome to your diy health here on the truth frequency Whoop, i'm on the wrong network again <laughs> the Eurofolk radio network <laughs> oh, grief uh, what a day it's been already anyway we're on the Eurofolk radio network and i'm your host sergeant jim ram retired you can call me sarge it is wednesday good grief the 15th of december right in the middle of the month and 2021 is almost history makes you wonder what 2022 is going to be like i remember the old times when uh when we were uh, i can remember about a year ago when i post a little meme that says i sure hope that we're not going to come to the point where we're looking at 2020 and 2021 as the good old days but uh who knows we may be anyway this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional assuming you can find one and uh, nothing we see on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. And uh, uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Eurofolk Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. And uh, the number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. That's 614-426-8787. Oh, one last time, 614-426-8787. We encourage you to check out the websites, yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And our sister site, yourdiywealth.com. And while you're there, make sure you hit the Hyperverse tab. There's information there about that. Uh, it's one of the fan, most fantastic programs I've ever seen and uh, has basically uh, made me fairly well financially secure um, at this point, if all other sources of income disappeared, I'd have enough from this program to uh, go on in very good comfort. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger every day. And I uh, encourage people to check it out. Um, if you're wanting to make sure that you don't have all your financial eggs in one basket, this is one basket you want to look into. Anyway, that being said... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, I secured everybody a mild winter uh, in the last two days because yesterday after the show was over, I went out and removed the front loader from my tractor and put on the snow blade. And every year that I've done that has uh, basically uh, ensured very, very little slow snow, at least in central Ohio. I uh, can't speak for the rest of the country uh, or um, Ecuador, but I, I got to figure Roger's in pretty good shape there. <laughs> And uh, the rest of the round, who knows? But uh, I bought this thing, well, six years ago now. And uh, so far, every year, it's just enough snow one time to get out and play with it a little bit. And other than that, it spends the uh, winter in the barn, just sitting there waiting. I also loaded up the lawnmower this morning and ran it down to the dealership for service. No more grass cutting this year. Hopefully Harvey's got his done now, too. But uh, you never know. Down where he's at, it could keep growing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, Robert? <laughs> Good morning. I read a 
deal in Yahoo News, I think, yesterday that said uh, several large uh, medical groups in the Ohio area, and I guess somewhat nationally, because HCA was in there too. Hang on just a second. Hang on. Sorry about that. A very noisy car just drove by. Um, <laughs> that a judge said, uh, hang on on these forced uh, vaccination deals. Uh, knock that off. And some of those groups, I don't remember the names off the top of my head, I don't have the story in front of me, were based in Ohio. And I was wondering if your wife was a part of one of those medical groups that are no longer under the vaccine uh, mandates. Well, um, basically, my wife's group was the only one that was holding on. All the rest of them basically stopped in their tracks when the Missouri court issued the nationwide stay on the CMS uh, mandates. And that was on the, I think, the 30th of November that that mandate uh, or that uh, ruling came out. But uh, right after that, uh, I think it was like a day or two later, um, the CEO of her group came out and said, well, even though they're not doing it, we're going to continue on and do it our way. Uh, it wasn't until about a week later that um, I think they finally had a, a sense of, or you know, got slapped up in the head with a common sense stick or something. But um, they came out and said that they were pausing the disciplinary portion of it because of uh, the state of Ohio actually uh, looking at legislation that would ban these uh, companies from mandating things. So that's what stopped it for her group. It was probably the last one in the state. And Oak Cleveland Clinic had put theirs on hold as soon as the uh, stay was issued. And a couple of the others had done it before that. Um, so, you know, ours was the last of the Mohicans. They were the dumbest of the dumb. And, uh, you know, I think they're just waiting to see what happens with the legislation. And, that was um, a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so for now, she's off the hook. She she's off the hook. Well, it. and also we got word that her uh, exemption was approved. Um, oh, cool. So cool. yeah, it, it did go through, uh, you know, eight years running. Um, and again, I, I give credit to Alan Phillips and his book that I used to draft the thing originally. Um, I'm seeing more and more cases like the case in uh, New York, where many of the uh, people that are filing there that just lost before the Supreme Court, um, they're Catholic and Abortion is a big issue for them, obviously, which it should be. But they made the mistake of using abortion as the primary thing that they were hanging their hat on for religious exemptions. And on top of that, when you've got a satanic pope who thinks abortions yeah. are just fine, <laughs> apparently, and that uh, these uh, toxic bioweapons are fine, he's come out in favor of everybody getting them. And so that basically really caused an issue for the folks in New York. And they were uh, uh, lost six to three at the Supremes on their request for a stay. So they're kind of screwed now. And they're in a position where they're going to um, not only lose their jobs, but they also are making it uh, pretty much impossible for them to file for um, uh, uh, workers' comp. So basically, yeah, they changed the workers' comp rules in New York that if you refuse the injection, you don't get workers' comp. 
So that just pretty much sucks wow, all the way around. Really? Yeah. And Jeez Louise. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big thing, and that that all took place when uh, when Cuomo left and uh, Kathy Whatzerchops came in. Uh, can't remember her last name, but uh, I mean, she made some flat out stupid statements. Things like, uh, you know, these people don't deserve it because they're not doing what God wants. <laughs> God wants them to take the vaccine. <laughs> It's like this idiot knows what God wants. Uh, I mean, that just blows me away that someone would be so, uh, I don't know what the word is for this, you know, stupid. <laughs> stupid, yeah. Yeah. To, to, and, uh, hey, Jim. Yes, sir. Alan, is that you? That's Gary. Hey, oh, can Gary. you say brain, brain drain out of New York? Anybody <laughs> with a brain and a degrees is going to leave that state in a hurry. They're going to hurt themselves. That state is going to be nothing but a yeah. bunch of trash. And that's the problem is the folks that should be leaving can't, you know, they, you know, they're lucky if they can just make, you know, ends meet. And uh, I bet you there's, there's the vast majority of the people that live in that you know, state, at least that work in that state would be in, they'd be loving to move. They just can't do it. They don't have the financial wherewithal. And now they're really getting strung out. The only if if everybody that left that wanted to, there wouldn't be anybody left to, that would be working. It would be a welfare state for sure because that's all that would be left is all the lazy suckers that are just taking in all the freebies. And um, yeah, it's just unbelievable what's going on there. Um, but the, well, you're still going to have you're still going to have a massive brain drain of the yeah. the educated. I mean, the people that are you know can, engineers, uh, computer mm -hmm. people. Uh, Doctors, nurses, yep, they're all they're packing up. And at the very least, they're going to find jobs that they can do online, so that their income is coming from out of state. They still have to deal with trying to go out and get groceries and things like that. But uh, at least they will have a a job. But uh, all these uh, medical workers, you know, they could go to South Dakota, they could go to Florida, they could go uh, probably Texas. Who knows? And they'd have jobs waiting for them. But uh, don't forget Montana. I'm sure Montana probably would be too. By the way, anything new on Alex? Yeah, my we're taking him to a hospital in Indiana. My dad's picking him up and almost to the hospital in Indiana. We're getting him out of the medical system in Illinois. Yeah. And a doctor friend of ours called the hospital in indiana has already consulted with the physician that's going to be looking at him so hopefully we'll get some things taken care of well it'll be interesting to keep us up to date man it's just a that's a weird set of symptomologies that <laughs> they just don't seem uh, to go together there's got to be something just to, linking them. just to give him a yeah and just to give him a diagnosis oh it's covid and send him home that that yeah. don't work yeah that's that's asinine and that's the thing. It requires a whole lot more than, you know, most MDs, that's what they're, they're geared towards. You go in, you come up with a basic thing, you, and then you run to the next one. It's like a bee going from flower to flower. And this requires some time, somebody to sit down and really scratch their head and look at things and see what's going on. And unfortunately, most people in white coats, they're not inclined to do that. Uh, well, it's, especially it's in kind a hospital of or an ER setting. When I told my dad this morning about the situation, asking him to go get her son, his grandson, you know, and I told him he, the first words out of his mouth was, well, he's got a kidney infection. 
that, you know, come on, it's a 78 year old man. that's never studied any medical stuff in his life. And, and the first words out of his mouth is he's got a kidney infection. Well, you know, except for the fact that they did the, uh, supposedly did a, uh, urine test and checked and there was no bacteria showing. So it's, it's generally, if you don't have any bacteria and stuff yeah, in the urine, chances of a infection anywhere is pretty slim. They, the only question I have there is, did they really do the test? Yes, yeah, that's the thing. Because I mean, they, they tried to send him home saying it was COVID. Mm -hmm. so, and, I mean, you know, who knows what they did or didn't do. Yeah, we don't and know if it sure. was accurate. That's the first, one of the right. first things that came to mind to me, either a stone or an infection. But a stone would have, you know, he'd have had a lot of pain, you know, that would, you know, pass in something that would cause blood in the urine. But uh, potentially a kidney infection, that, that says part of it. Um, might be a bladder infection too. It's hard to say. It could be any number of different things, but uh, it could be an ulcer too with a kidney infection. You, mm -hmm. We don't know. Yeah, but you, anyway, yeah. hopefully we're on the path to finding out now. Yep. Good. 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 We've been praying for him, and same with uh, Leon, and I hope everybody else is as well. Um, yes, we are for both of. Them. Good. Good. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I'll All get right, back Gary. to work. Okay. Um, let's see here. One of the things, and I was trying to find the email here and I, I was digging through and I can't remember where, uh, where it went, but, uh, Lauren, one of the listeners, she doesn't uh, come on the board, uh, much, but she is, uh, she's always out there listening and I appreciate her. Uh, a while back, she contacted me and said she had floaters in the eyes and wanted to know what to do. And I gave her, uh, a basic protocol, just uh, the 90 essential nutrients and uh, uh, a couple other things to basically open up the flow of the vitreous humor in the eyes and uh, the minerals and things like that. And uh, it's been probably a month, six weeks ago, she sent me an email saying, floaters are gone. Everything's great. Loving it. <laughs> and she said, feel free to use this. Uh, I just wish I had the actual email so I could read in her words. Um what it said but i've been meaning to do that and i just kept forgetting and forgetting and forgetting but um uh, just one more thing you know i had floaters in the eyes when i started with this too and uh depends on what's actually causing them as usual but um generally speaking the 90 essential nutrients and minerals uh will get things going uh and one of the things i like to add into it are the um the ultimate niacin plus and the ultimate daily classic because they both of those things are designed to clean up and open blood flow and fluid flow throughout the body and all the different uh, whether it's the drain system in the eyes or the draining or the plumbing system in the kidneys whatever the case might be it gets that stuff opened up and moving and uh, you know if you got uh, kidney failure it's going to clear that up uh, that's what happened with uh, Dave and the Thumb, his uh, wife, uh, Pam. Uh, she had stage four kidney failure, and she got on these products, and in no time at all, um, she was back to normal. And I've spent time up there with them in Michigan and uh, know she's a real person and know that she's not connected to a dialysis machine or anything. And it's just a real blessing to know that we have um, Dr. Wallach to thank for all his years of research and uh, training and the willingness that he puts out to just let people have the information free just to get it out there. And that's the thing, you know, you have uh, uh, P. 
people are, well, you're just trying to make money off me. Well, you know, the I'm not trying to make money. You're going to need the products, and the products aren't free, unfortunately. But uh, would you rather have the problem solved, or would you rather have the problem there forever, and you do what the MDs say and say, manage it? Which with them, managing means a lifetime of drugs and possibly surgeries and everything else. Where instead of that, you can just deal with the underlying causes, which is nutritional deficiency, fix that, and the problem goes away. Uh, I just lost a friend of mine here recently. Um, I've talked about him before. He came to me with 11% kidney function and or six percent excuse me and uh, his wife was the one that wanted to do it she's more into natural stuff and he is lazy (laughs) and basically we got him for you know like a month maybe two to take uh, this stuff and in like less than a month's time he had doubled his kidney output he had gone from six percent to eleven percent which is unheard of when you're dealing with MDs, nephrologists, and that kind of thing. They were very surprised. And they said, whatever you're doing, keep it up. It seems to be working. And, of course, the problem was he was a big boy, and it was expensive. And uh, insurance wouldn't cover it, but insurance would cover home um, dialysis. So he opted to stop doing the nutritional stuff and do the home dialysis, and that worked for... You know, it's been probably four or five years, and uh, here about uh, three weeks ago, he passed away from kidney failure, and uh, of course, he ended up getting COVID, and he went in the hospital, and of course, they claim that was a COVID death, but, you know, it's the kidneys that did it to him. He was He was on his way out long before COVID ever came along, and chances are he didn't have COVID. They probably just ran a test and diagnosed him so they could make money off him real quick before he passed. But, uh, you know, if he'd have stayed on the stuff, chances are he'd still be alive and kicking today, and he'd probably be 150 pounds lighter than he was when he started, uh, which is something else that is not uncommon. I have another guy, a friend of mine, 347 pounds, I think it was, or 327 when he started with me, and within a year he was down to 180. He'd lost 127 pounds or 147 pounds total. Um, Not bad, not to mention getting off of 22 different medications, including morphine and prednisone. Um, So, you know, nutrition is a a key. And Wallach is the only person that's ever done the research to find out, number one, how many nutrients are necessary, and then put together a protocol that would give all them to you in synergistic uh, high top quality, highly absorbable form that gives you everything you need to A, maintain a healthy immune system and maintain general health in general. Um, it's just amazing what it will do for you. Um, I go back and I think of where I was, well, it's been what, nine years ago now, 2012? Yeah. Uh, Man. Both my knees were bone on bone. My back was killing me. I couldn't bend over the sink in the morning to splash water on my face. Floaters in the eyes, sensitive teeth, AFib, way overweight. I weighed 240 pounds back then. High blood pressure, 185 over 120. 
Good grief. What else? Bunch of things. And there's Jim, a short, yeah, go ahead. It, it occurs to me uh, from what I know about, you know, the body and how it works and stuff like that. The, uh, the, the body uh, builds and stores fat because it can stuff toxins there so that your body doesn't have to deal with them. It keeps them a little bit out of the way. So it makes sense that once you're taking good nutrition, that your body starts dissolving that and, and, and getting rid of it as it can. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's, it's anybody's guess whether your body is actually building fat so it has a place to stick the toxins or if, you know, more than likely, and I think this is probably a closer to it, you know, most people's diets are so screwed up that they're loading themselves up with lots of fat anyway. And then, of course, with all the crap in the food, crap in the water, crap in the air, it's just a convenient place for it to put it, you know, once once it enters in. So it's, you know, it's anybody's guess. It really doesn't make any difference. But the, the, what we found out is when you get on the, the essential nutrients, your body can now take out the trash. You know, it stores toxins because it doesn't have what it needs to get rid of them. And that's something that Dr. Glidden found out years ago was that... Um, you got a lot of background noise there, Samuel. <laughs> um, back in the uh, years ago, when, when he first started working with longevity, he was one of the first physicians to, uh, new, naturopathic physicians anyway, to use uh, chelation therapy, where they use EDTA and other things as an IV solution that bonds to uh, heavy metals and then gets them out of your system. And uh, he had a pretty good practice doing that. But when he started using the longevity supplements, he decided to do a little experiment. And when he'd have somebody new come to him that wanted to do the chelation, he would first put him on the nutritional supplementation for three months. He would do a, a heavy metal you know, test to find out what their issues were. And uh, then at the end of three months, he'd do another one. And he'd find out that all the heavy metals were gone. And uh, when, when, he, when he discovered that, he just stopped doing chelation and just start putting people on the nutritional supplementation because why do just chelation for one thing when you can do a broad spectrum approach the nutrition is what the body needs to fix everything so you put them on that and regardless of what their issues are most of the time it clears them up and uh, that's done a great job for a lot a lot of people and at the same time you gain weight because, A, you're eating the wrong foods, <laughs> for starters. And, B, you don't have the nutrition that you need to keep the body satisfied. And that's what Wallach found out years ago, because as starting out as a veterinarian, a large animal vet, you know, he knew what you did to make, an, a, a, say, a steer fat for market. When they were young, they would, uh, when they first got their steers, they would... Uh, put them on a high-nutrition, low-carb uh, diet to keep them healthy while they were growing and getting of age. And that way they didn't have a bunch of vet bills because, you know, you, when they had the nutrition, they would be fine. They wouldn't be sick. So, you, you know, because if a farmer's got to keep paying the vet to come out and deal with animals, he's not going to make a profit. But then in about the last, uh, oh, six weeks or six, I'm not sure if it's weeks or months, um, but the last part of the time they have them before they take them to market, they take them off the high-nutrition diet 
and they basically just put them on a grain diet. And lack of the nutrition makes them ravenously hungry, and they eat tons and tons of grain, which fattens them up and gives the meat that, you know, marbled uh, fat and everything in it, you know, gives it a little more taste. And uh, that makes it, you know, better for market. So he just reversed that process in order to figure out what to do to, to help the fat people get slim. And the whole thing was put them on a high-nutrition diet and take away the carbs. And basically, the ideal thing, and the, unfortunately most people don't do, but the ideal diet would be the ketogenic diet along with the 90 essential nutrients. You know, the keto people, they're on the right track, but the one thing they all miss is the nutrition. You know, it's, it's basically 75% fat, 20% protein, and 5% non-starchy carbohydrates. And that's one of the best things. It's also the, uh, if someone has a, um, uh, good grief, the neurological issues like, um, oh, um, uh, shoot, what's the, the main one? Um, epilepsy. Uh, when a person presents to an MD with epilepsy, the first thing they do is they run them through every drug on the market designed to deal with that. And when none of those things work, they say, well, you could try the ketogenic diet. And the ketogenic diet works for almost every single person almost immediately that has epilepsy. But they're not going to bypass the chance of getting them on all those drugs first if they can. And that's the... Didn't epilepsy when your, your nerves or your synapses are firing inappropriately where they shouldn't be or something like that? It's basically, it's a situation where the... Um, you're short-circuiting and it causes seizures and you know it's it's unbelievable what people go through when you have a grand mall epileptic seizure Um, it ain't pretty it's 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 like a full cardio workout uh for an hour and a half done in a couple of minutes and they're i mean they're just sweating like crazy when they're done they're exhausted uh, Mm -hmm. all kinds of issues and and the, the sad thing is, is these people put up with this stuff when they don't have to. Because if, they, if the idiot doctors would tell them to get on a ketogenic diet, and better yet, ketogenic with the 90 essential nutrients, their situation would be unbelievably different. Uh, Glidden had somebody call into his show years ago. I've got a recording of it, but I have no idea where it's at because I don't have... I just have the dates of the shows rather than the uh, people that came in and what they talked about. But this young lady was in misery. She had had seizure after seizure, literally thousands of seizures per day. And nobody, there wasn't an MD out there that could tell her anything to do. She got a hold of Glidden, called into his show, and he put her on a nutritional supplementation program. And basically it was a keto diet with nutrients. And a month later, she called back and said, I'm down to almost no seizures. Might have one or two, uh, but they're very mild, and I sometimes don't even know they're happening. And then a month later, she called back and said, I haven't had a seizure in weeks. <laughs> and, you know, she was going from, like I said, thousands per day. I mean, it was just literally a constant thing for her. But you could, t- you could she could feel them when they start and stop. And... You know, she went from that to perfectly normal in a couple of months' time with with the right diet 
and the right nutrition. It's, it's Jim, just, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've been experiencing over the last few years, and I always try to go after stuff and not let it get out of hand, right? Mm-hmm. And I tried a number of different things and really work, but it, the symptom was the numbness in my fingers. And I, 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 I do a lot of hand work. My hands really get overused. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, uh, I would notice it first in winter when I'd be driving down the road because I also grabbed the steering wheel quite hard. And mm-hmm. I used to get the numbness in the fingertips. And I said, well, that must be my circulation. So I got a, a B vitamin then, and I did that sublingually. And that, um, that seemed to help a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Every time it would come on, I'd take it, and it would go away in a little while. And then it, it seemed to progress more and more. So what I do now is I, I've, have, I've got that liquid methylated B that I take. Mm-hmm. But in the evening, I take one uh, on an empty stomach. And before I go to sleep, I take one EDTA. And now it seems pretty well cleared up. Let me ask you this. Did you ever notice it, uh, like if you slept on your right side, did you notice the right side hand getting numb? Anything oh like yeah, that. if I do that just right, that'll happen. Yeah, but I I usually I usually sleep on my left, but I try to move around more now. Yeah, with uh, with you know you may have carpal tunnel. That's uh, and that's a common occurrence, especially if you sleep on the right side and the right hand goes numb, or you sleep on the left side and the left hand goes numb. Uh, mm-hmm. That's an indication you may have carpal tunnel, which okay. is the uh, the tunnel in the wrist where the, the carpal uh, tendons go through, uh, it's like a rubber band that goes around there. And if it lacks the stuff that it needs to stay flexible, it starts to get tight. And that puts pressure on those nerves, which causes the numbness. Um, the B vitamins may be helping. Uh, what I've seen with a lot of people is when you get on the, especially the plant-dried minerals, um, it tends to um, take care of that issue as well. And Wallach mentioned years ago, I heard him on a show talking about that, and it was a specific mineral that um, it's a very obscure and unusual one. Um, and it's on the tip of my tongue, and for the life of me, uh, let me see if I can find... Oh, I have to get the list. Uh, it's on my website here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um but basically, taking the, um, the plant-derived minerals, which has all of them in it, is the easy way to deal with it. Um, but. I was taking, uh, this is a product that I really like, and I've taken a lot, but lately it's been out of stock because they couldn't get the dropper bottles to put it in. <laughs> yeah, that's so, not uncommon. Yeah. Supply chain uh, problem. Yeah, and it's a, a, a phytoplankton that... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's stuff in there they don't even know. Man's never really even discovered yet, you know. Yeah. But it's it's uh, it's made in Spain, and it's uh, called Oceans Alive. I really love that stuff, but I haven't had that for quite a while because it's been well, one. I didn't have some money there for a while, and then two, when I did want to order it, I couldn't get it because then I asked the company what's going on. He says, "Well, we we can't get a supply of dropper bottles to put it in." <laughs> That's a trip. Yeah. I've, I've heard, you know, everybody's having that issue. You know, even, you know, longevity has been having 
problems with you know keeping track of things and getting the you know one thing after another there's always something that's back ordered that never was before and it's just uh it's a pain and it's all you know the thing that makes me mad is the fact that it's all man-made it's contrived it's not real and it's just screwing with everybody but um man going through this list here i was thinking either gallium or arsenic i think i think it was arsenic and um oddly enough but uh you know what if you were too high in one of those strange things well you'd have you know it'd be next to impossible and you know if you're doing just the the nutrients um because yeah dave go ahead yeah i'm pretty sure it's malignum that was another one i heard him mention i've heard him say a couple of different things which kind of surprised me i know i I've not heard Doc say it, but I know I heard Peter Gooden yeah. say carpal tunnel is malignum. Yeah, I've heard uh, And that's the first time I ever heard that that mineral when he said it. Yeah. I heard uh, I heard Gooden say molybdenum. I also heard uh, Wallach say arsenic years ago. Which, okay. you know, so probably well, like I said people freak out when they when they see lead and arsenic on the oh, yeah. on the bottle of plant dried minerals it's like Dude, you're not getting lead or, or arsenic. You're getting plant. The plants have digested it. Now it's a, it's bioavailable, and, and it's you the need that. Form. Yeah, trace amounts of those those minerals, or you're gonna die, sucker. Yeah, yeah. in my last hair mineral analysis, uh, in the in the toxic metals, I had a small amount on the graph of arsenic. Yeah, and the problem is <clears throat> the people that are doing the tests, you know, they're MDs usually, and they don't realize that these are essential. And, you know, it could be that you're getting the wrong form, <clears throat> but if you're getting from, like, uh, uh, almond seeds or, or apple seeds, you're getting plant-derived arsenic, which you need. And that actually is anti-cancerous, too. That's laetrile. That's okay. which one of the things B seventeen. Uh, that's what so many of these uh, people were using as alternatives for cancer. Um, but the problem is, is it's it's not the heavy metal arsenic or the heavy metal aluminum or the heavy metal um, uh, right. whatever. It's gone through the the process of um, uh, oh goodness, what do the plants use? Um, Brain photosynthesis part. yeah photosynthesis thank you <laughs> you know the plants use photosynthesis and they basically convert the stuff into a bioavailable form that is what you need and you know chances of developing you know if you if you you'd have to find out whether it's the heavy metal version versus the um you know the plant derived form uh, but the chances of getting too much of it is pretty slim because there's there's only trace amounts. You know, there, there are low levels in the plant-derived minerals. It's enough that basically an ounce a day is the proper amount for a 100-pound person. So you're drinking an ounce of this liquid, and you're getting everything that a 100-pound person would need. If, you need. if you weigh 200 pounds, then you do two ounces. Um, and that's basically what I do, and... I even I haven't gotten around to having one of those tests. I've I've thought about it, but um, 
you know, it's just more expense that I don't really need. <laughs> and as long as everything's fine, I'm not worried. In the country is where mine goes to. It doesn't go to a doctor. It goes to a, directly yeah. to a lab. Yeah, but guess who's setting up the labs most of the time? <laughs> right. The doctors. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Um, there's, a, as a matter of fact, you know, prime example of that, there's a doctor in, uh, what's his name, uh, out in Idaho, Um Oh, shoot. He's one of the big uh, uh, guys on the side of the, the right side of the COVID stuff, but he's got one of the biggest labs in uh, Idaho and has done thousands and thousands of COVID tests and that kind of junk. You know, that's what these guys do. They, um, besides their regular practices, they expand and, and set up labs. They do, you know, the uh, hospice systems, they own nursing homes. Anything they can think of that they can utilize in the realm of, you know, medicine to make more money. And you have to wonder sometimes about the reports, you know, especially if they break it down as, okay, here's the toxic metals and here's the other ones as opposed to here's just everything. Um, which, you know. You know, yesterday, Jim, I, I, I was doing some crazy shit cutting a tree and on my roof and a tree fell on my roof and... I'm getting all these weird contorted slipping on the wet. It's raining. It's wet. Mm -hmm. You know, some snow had fallen. <laughs> it was just a slimy mess. Perfect. Anyways, I strained my knee. Right. I've never popped my knee, but I could tell I really strained it pretty hard. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that evening when I sat down on the couch, I felt it, and it was like somebody took a baseball bat and hit it like it was bruised. Right. Yeah. So I have these really heavy duty magnets, and I wrapped it up in those magnets. And this morning, almost can't tell anything. Yep. Pretty Magnet cool. therapy is great stuff. If you got the right ones. There was a guy named Lou Lyons who used to have a show on Genesis. That's where he, I got him from. Yeah. He died several Lyons. years ago. But yeah. I met yeah. Lou at, uh, he was at one of the survival shows that my buddy and I were doing years ago back for Y2K. And got a chance to spend time. I had one of his um, bed uh, mattress pads. Uh huh. Boy, I'll talk, you talk about heavy and hard to move around. A king size mattress pad that's got a little disc magnet every about every inch or so is unbelievable. <laughs> and, but I'll tell you what, I slept on that thing for years, and it was uh, it was great. And uh, I wish I still had the thing. It got to the point where my wife made me get rid of it, and I hated to throw that thing away. I paid like, oh gosh, back in the '90s, I paid seven between seven hundred and a thousand dollars for it. But uh, that thing was slick. But uh, when, I, when I get back from work tonight, I'm going to pack it with the uh, with the clay stuff. Yeah, because that that always seems to help too. It uh, seems to bring the energy in there and help help heal it. You know, just like sort of what Roger talks about with the. Uh, with the uh um silver cloth you know mm -hmm. yep yeah there's always Do either of you guys have a link for those magnets they're, they're i think they're gone um she yeah. um i talked to her probably about a year and a half ago and you know the covid whatever and the stresses of the business and i think she stopped it. it. It might be resurrected, but it would be Lion's Magnets. I think they're in Ohio. Um, I had Lion Gold and Silver, I think is what they originally did. And, and they're not that anymore. Lion spelled like the lion? Yeah, L-Y-O-N. 
L Y O N S. Yeah. Yeah. But um I yeah. bought some of the last ones because she had a special going on. Like I got her brick magnet, which is made to set your oh, water yeah, I've on. Got, I've got one of those. And those things are great too. <laughs> Structures yeah. of water. Right. I wish I had taken that thing. I should have taken the time and and tore a bunch of those magnets out of that thing before I threw it away. That was stupid. It was just, you know, she's in a big hurry. Get rid of this thing. <laughs> I should have sat down and with my knife and just ripped a bunch of those things out of there first. I wish I had them because magnets are fantastic. They do some really cool stuff. But um, unfortunately, and that guy was, he was very, very knowledgeable. And I am not finding anything. I'm just searching here. I think they started out in the fuel business, didn't they? And then the government put them out of that somehow. That fuel sounds vaguely familiar. They had magnets that they put on the fuel lines, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where I think he started. Yeah, I think so. And But like I said, that was 20-some years ago, and he, he passed away probably 15 years ago, I think, maybe even more. Um, yeah. But uh, doesn't look like they're still out there. Uh, you'd have to do just do medicinal magnets would be a, a good place to search, and then uh, see what you end up with. I guess would be the best way to do it, Lisa. Uh, let's see here. But yeah. Anyway, the nutrition's good stuff, and it works. And I'll tell you what. After you know, I mentioned yesterday. It's so nice not have to be in this time of year and have my fingertips splitting and being all painful and nasty. Boy, that used to be a royal pain. And I haven't had that happen at all in a number of years now that I've been doing the extra water and um, and essential fatty acids. One thing you got to do, though, you got to be careful when you start with the water. And this I got from Dr. Glidden as well. If you are not... You know, on average, you should be drinking half your body weight in ounces of water per day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you should be drinking 100 ounces of water. And if you're not close to that, then you don't want to just start drinking it automatically. The thing to do is wherever you are, add 8 ounces per day per week. So for this week... Um, Whoever has got the scraping and scrunching in the background, you need to mute. <laughs> it's, uh, I think, yep, it was Alan. <laughs> Sorry about that, Alan. I just had to mute you. Um, you add one, uh, one cup per day. So for this week, you just add eight ounces a day to what you're drinking. Next week, you add another eight ounces to, per day to what you're drinking. And that way, you will slowly build it up and get to the point where you're drinking the right amount eventually. But you won't start out spending all day in the bathroom. <laughs> because that's what's going to happen. If, you, if you're only drinking 50 ounces a day and you need to do 100 and you add another 50 right on top of everything, guaranteed you're going to spend all day in the bathroom. So just add eight ounces a day per week. And that way, you'll slowly build things up and get things gradually the way they need to be. And then uh, it will make a big, 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 big difference for you. Um, many, many problems that people are experiencing are due to dehydration. 
you just don't have enough fluid in your system. You know, your body's, what, 98% water. <laughs> and if you don't have enough, which is not uncommon, um, there are a lot of issues that you can have as a result. So uh, that's something to think about. And uh, one of the, there's a good book called uh, Your Body's Many Cries for Water by Dr. Batman Gildage, I think it is. He was from Iran. And when the Shah got kicked out and the Ayatollah took over, old uh, Dr. B got thrown in, the, uh, in prison. And he was curing virtually everything that came along with people in there simply with water and salt. And uh, he was, uh, you know, it was an interesting book. And uh, but water is a very, very important thing. And, of course, you know, in, in Iran, <laughs> I mean, it's hot over there most of the time anyway. And uh, you need to be, you know, liquefying or, you know, neutrifying and, and uh, aquifying yourself quite a bit uh, in order to keep from drying out like a prune over there. And, uh, you know, most of the things that people came to him with, you know, all, all he had to work with was water and salt. So that's what he did. And believe it or not, you know, many, many, many people, you know, owe their lives to him. And he ended up passing away several years ago, too. Uh, he just got old. But, um, you know, that book is uh, still out there, as far as I know. And I've got a copy buried in my library somewhere. And uh, But it's one that's a good one to look into. Um and unfortunately, AMA, let's see here, your body's, let's see what they're saying, B-O-D-Y-S, yeah, first thing, you just start doing a search on Amazon, it's an easy one, Body Many Cries for Water, twelve ninety five paperback, and F. Batman Geldage, is, is the best way I can, I mean, we always call him Dr. Batman or Dr. B., uh, just because it was next to impossible to pronounce his name, but uh, they they got several different copies of it there, and they got the Kindle version and all the rest. But anyway, that's a good book, something that a uh, good one for your uh, library. And a quarter teaspoon of salt under the tongue in the mornings, uh, you know, sea salt or uh, you know, um, uh, pink Himalayan salt. No, good stuff anyway, good mineralized salt uh, is what uh, what is recommended, a quarter teaspoon under the tongue and for every quart I think of water that you're drinking. And um, that's a, a good thing for your system as well. OBKB, uh, let's see what's going on in the news. There's a lot of weird things. Um, I, where did I think? Oh, I just had wrong. There we go. I think this is the right one. Yeah, you know, a lot of stuff coming up now that the uh, children are starting to be injected. As health officials stir up fear on latest COVID variant, experts warn injections maiming killing young people in alarming numbers. Just like we expected, just like uh, David Martin said uh, quite some time ago, and he was redevoting his life just to dealing with that issue because... Literally, that's the next generation, and these people are killing, and the ones that are still left alive are going to be unable to reproduce, which is basically what Gates and company is looking for. They're trying to stop population growth and uh, reverse it. But just in time, 
make this bigger for uh, end of year holidays, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC or the COVID death cult, officials and their bought media agents trotted out a new round of gothic horror stories about a purported COVID variant. Their apparent hope is that the synchronized buffalo <laughs> oh, hullabaloo <laughs> about variants will distract the public from the true nightmare that is unfolding a second a record-setting uptick in all-cause mortality that jives suspiciously not only with the timing of the COVID injection rollout, but with the top adverse events, heart failure, heart disease, circulatory conditions and strokes associated with the experimental COVID shots. Media reports acknowledge the rising tide of extra non-COVID deaths and seriously ill people swarming emergency departments, even stating that patients are showing up much sicker than ever seen and are younger than expected. However, while admitting patients' unusual symptoms, abdominal pain, blood clots, heart conditions, and tingling of extremities are not COVID-related, health officials assert no one knows why they are occurring. Yeah. First question asked, have you been given the jab yet? And they'll all say, yep. Got one dose, got two dose, got my booster the other day, whatever the case is. They got it. For others, the explanations are obvious. <laughs> These are the precise, precisely the ailments no uh, one would expect to see. Ed Mike Whitney of the Oons Review. If one uh, had just injected millions of people with a clot-generating biologic that triggers a violent immune response and then it, that attacks the inner lining of the blood vessels, inflicting severe damage to the body's critical infrastructure, yeah, you'd expect this stuff. UCLA pedi pediatric specialist J. Patrick Whelan, uh, MD, PhD, gave the U.S. Food and Drug Administration ample warning about this very scenario back in December of 2020. They already had it in October of 2020 when they rolled out the slideshow presentation and slide 16 had a whole slew which broke down into about 120 some different uh, ailments that they knew were going to be caused by these injections, including all the heart issues and stuff. Um, as a matter of fact, as that article is just about oh, done, um, let me see if I can find Dr. Artis. Oh, it's the Dr. Artis show. Uh, there it is. Um, if you're not signed up on his uh, uh, website, the Dr. Artis, it's T H E D R A R D I S S H O W, the Dr. Artis show. Dot com sign up you know basically doesn't cost anything uh, you just give me your email and that gives you access to his uh, back office resources page and they have covid disease prevention cocktail dangers of covid injections additional resources harvard vares report covid19 nih treatment guidelines antiviral agents approved including ivermectin uh, Pfizer COVID trial document, and where is, um, oh, where is that thing? Um, 
It was the slideshow. Dangers of the vaccines. Slide 16, that's what I'm looking for. And i got to scroll down to it. Oops. But this is a list. And I don't know. I've, I could probably put the link in the um, chat room, but more than likely it's going to require you to sign up once you're there anyway. But I'll do that just in case. Otherwise, it may, it may go out. It may open right up for you. I don't know. But there it is. But basically, slide 16, and this is the FDA Safety Surveillance of COVID-19 Injections Draft Working List of Possible Adverse Event Outcomes Subject to Change. And this is October 10th of 2020. Okay, so this is before, almost two months before they rolled these things out. These are the things they knew to expect from these injections. Guillain-Barre Syndrome, Acute Disseminated Encephalomyelitis. Transverse myelitis, encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis, meninge, um, meningocephalitis, uh, meningitis, encephalopathy. All things dealing with swelling of the brain, basically. Convulsion seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, and cataplexy. Anaphylaxis, acute myocardial infarction, heart attack. <laughs> Myocarditis, pericarditis. Where have we heard those terms before? Uh, everybody under 30 years of age that got these shots, one of the first things they start having is myocarditis or pericarditis, which is the swelling of the lining around the heart itself, or the um, uh, which is pericarditis, or the heart muscle itself is myocarditis. Autoimmune disease. Oh, here's one. Death. <laughs> Pregnancy and birth outcomes, which, you know, that was kind of sketchy, but, you know, anything other than a good healthy baby is what they're talking about here. You can no tell them what's going to happen. Other acute demyelinating diseases, and we've heard people being in, just diagnosed with uh, um, multiple sclerosis, uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, um, those kind of things, demyelinating. Uh, that also goes along with um, um, oh, shoot, um, epilepsy. Uh, non-anaphylactic allergic reactions, thrombocytopenia, disseminated intravascular coagulation, venous thromboembolisms, arthritis and arthralgia or joint pain, Kawasaki disease, multi-system inflammatory in syndrome in children. That is a term that has never been used ever before in medical science until these injections were rolled out. And lastly, <laughs> vaccine-enhanced disease. <laughs> and when you break all those down to their smaller parts, that comes out to about 125 different illnesses caused by these injections that they knew were going to be there two months before they rolled them out. And they rolled them out anyway. So anyway, that's something that is just a uh, monster <laughs> that uh in the room that people need to know about and uh where did that thing download to should be i'm going to go ahead and if i can track it down stick it in the telegram channel i might have to do it after the show's over because i unfortunately have too many files in my don't download folder right now <laughs> i 
I used to keep that thing cleared out so there was nothing in there. So the second I downloaded something, I knew right where it was. But unfortunately, that is no longer the case. Because I've had so many different things that I wanted to download, and I just haven't had time to keep them cleared up. Anyway, yeah, that gives you an idea what to expect if you're silly enough to take one of these things, or if you're stupid enough to give one to your child. And again, that is the epitome of child abuse. I mean, the police should be staking out these places so when a parent walks in with their child to give them the shot, they just take the kid from them, CPS takes the kid, and the parents are locked up. That's what ought to be doing worldwide. But instead, they're giving a, Oh, you're such a good parent. You're taking care of your child. Yeah, until the child starts flopping around like a beach mackerel and dies, or, you know has any number of god knows what kind of uh, problems and then uh oh 20 years down the road hey mom i can't get pregnant any idea why yeah maybe that shot we gave you way back when that caused all those problems i heard something about in uh, fertility coming out of those things and sterility and that kind of stuff absolutely disgusting but anyway, just wanted to touch on that again. Brazilian city cuts COVID hospitalizations and mortality in half by giving injections. Nope, by using ivermectin. <laughs> Imagine that. You know, it is so criminal what has been done and the extent they go to do it. All of the killer drugs were basically stockpiled in this country so that no one else could get them, and they were using them here. Not only were they using remdesivir here and here alone for 2020, which is one of the main reasons we have such high uh, death rates, but also one of the other drugs they're using along with it in some cases, I can't remember the name of it, covered it a month or two ago, but it's actually a drug that's used in euthanasia or, or assisted suicide or um, uh, capital punishment, lethal injections. They're mixing it in with this stuff and killing people. They also use it. It's also used by hospice. Now, why would hospice use a lethal injection drug unless that's what they were actually doing? You know, it's bad enough they use morphine, but then they mix it in with this other stuff and pretty much guarantees that you're going to tilt. But, uh, yeah, they have, you know, and that's all part of this book I'm reading, the, the Real Anthony Fauci by John or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And he covers in great detail the extent to which every government agency every medical group um, everybody has done everything humanly possible to demonize all the things that are safe effective and um, easily obtainable and work like nobody's business to get rid of covid and they got rid of the drugs they wouldn't let anybody use them have you read the part about the guinea pig kids up in New York, Jim? The guinea pig kids in New York? No, not yet. 
Have you got? Yeah, a link I saw this can? in that book. I heard a guy talking about it. Oh, uh, in, in the Fauci book. I'm, I'll get to it. I'm a slow reader. I'm only on about oh, uh, okay. halfway through the first chapter. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna hold it for you then. I will. Uh, I'll see if I can find that. Actually, I've got the Kindle version here on my computer. Let me see if I can do a search and find guinea pig. See what it brings up. <laughs> now you've got me curious. I'm, I, I'm, I can't read ahead, but I should. <laughs> uh, come on, open up here. Come on, there it goes. Uh, let's see here, guinea pig. Where's my search function? Where'd it go? That's weird. It was there earlier. Oh, there it is. It moved. Uh, do, 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 do. Building search index. G-U-I-N-E-A, pig, kids. Ah, BBC's heartbreaking 20, 2004 documentary, The Guinea Pig Kids. And website for guinea pig kids. Okay. Yeah, this is a bit, little bit farther ahead. This is page 531 out of 934 of the Kindle version. BBC's heartbreaking 2004 documentary, Guinea Pig Kids, chronicles the savage bar barbarity of Dr. Fauci's science projects from the perspective of the affected children. That year, BBC hired investigative reporter Celia Farber to conduct field research for the film, which exposes the dark underside of Big Pharma's stampede to develop lucrative new AIDS remedies. I found the mass grave at Gate of Heaven Cemetery in Hawthorne, New York, she told me. I couldn't believe my eyes. It was a very large pit with astroturf thrown over it, which you could actually lift up. Under it, one could see dozens of plain wooden coffins haphazardly stacked. There, are, there may have been a hundred of them. I learned there was more than one child's body in each. Around the pit was a semicircle of large tombstones on which upward of a thousand children's names had been engraved. I wrote down every name. I'm still wondering who the rest of those kids were. As far as I know, nobody has ever asked Dr. Fauci that haunting question. I remember the teddy bears and hearts in piles around the pit, and I recall the flies buzzing around. The job of recording all those names took all day. NIAID New York and all the hospital pies were stonewalling us. Pies, P-I's. Um, uh, I have to figure out what that means. Anyway. We couldn't get any accurate estimate of the number of children who died in the NIAID experiments or who they were. I went to check the gravestone names against death certificates at the New York City Health Department, which you could still do at the time. BBC wanted to, watch, wanted to match these coffins to the names of children who were known to have been at ICC. Uh, it was a very slow Byzantine project with tremendous institutional resistance, but we did turn up a few names. We learned the story of a father who had come out of prison looking for his son. He was told his son has died at ICC uh, of AIDS, and there were no medical records, as uh, they'd all been lost in a fire. He was devastated. The story ran in the New York Post, believe it or not. 
but one after the other, every media outlet that touched this story got cold feet. Even then, the medical cartel had, had this power to kill this kind of story. Dr. Fauci has built his career on that attitude. Nobody even asked him a follow-up question. NIAID's narrative at the time was that these children were among the doomed as they had AIDS. So supposedly, they were all going to die anyway. When people died in large numbers, gruesome deaths, uh, NAID's medical researchers called it lessons learned. Two years later, Farber would follow the trail of child casualties left by Dr. Fauci's AIDS branch, DAIDS, in Uganda, exposing the pattern of abusing African mothers and children. And if you want to hear more, you got to buy the book. <laughs> okay, so hopefully that uh, that's... Ooh. This little puke, the more I see that guy, and then I see him on TV talking like he's just King Farouk, I just want to reach into the TV and just grab him by the throat and pop his head like a zit. Man, that guy is just absolutely disgusting and needs to be brought up on charges. Hopefully, one of these days, he will get his just rewards. If not in this life, definitely in the next. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate the heads up on that one. Now I have to read through the book to actually get to it so I can see the rest of it. That's some scary stuff, though. Man. Open-covered hole with AstroTurf. My gosh. Ugh. CDC confirms that most cases of Omicron are occurring in the fully injected. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they're the ones that are trotting it around. And again, there's no proof that it even exists. That's the sad thing. Uh, they just keep rolling these things out. You know, when, when people start to get to the point where they're either ignoring it and going about their lives or uh, whatever the case, it's, you know, they're not doing what they're supposed to. Roll out the next, you know, variant. <laughs> Fire up the BS press. Most of the 43 alleged cases of the Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 Omicron edition. And the interesting thing, if, if you rearrange the letters in Omicron, it comes out moronic. You'd have to be moronic to take one of these jabs and get the Omicron. Uh, anyway, Omicron edition have been identified in people who were already fully injected. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has confirmed 34 of these supposed moronic infections, or 80%, are fully injected. Uh, 14 of these had already received a booster shot, and 5 of these had received their third jab less than 2 weeks before getting injected. Good grief. This scant number of cases, which may or may not even have symptoms, is prompting mostly leftist politicians to call for more mask mandates, lockdowns, and continued booster injections. Yeah, good grief. According to Reuters, 22 states have cases of moronic. <laughs> I'm going to have to start using that one. <laughs> At least based on the government's testing criteria, which, you know, who knows what that is. Uh, this new strain of the Tony Fauci flu is said to have originated in South Africa. Maybe, maybe not. You know, they just happened to find it, so that doesn't mean anything. Where it then traveled to Hong Kong and eventually to the United States. Mm -hmm. 
Among the moronic cases, 25 were in people age 18 to 39, and 14 had traveled internationally. Reuters further repointed. Six people have had previously been infected with the coronavirus. Are Americans really buying into the moronic variant? <laughs> I'm not. The very first case of moronic out of South Africa, just to be clear, was in a fully injected person. This suggests that the latest variant is a product of the injections. That's a reasonable expectation. In other words, this is a pandemic of the fully injected, which are now spreading it to each other and the rest of the world. Symptoms are said to be similar to a minor cold, including coughing, congestion, and fatigue. <coughs> oh, I'm so tired. Don't be a moron. Anyway, less frequent symptoms, whatever that's supposed to mean, based on a couple of dozen cases, supposedly include tummy ache, vomiting, difficulty catching one's breath, diarrhea, and a funny taste and smell. I guess it makes you laugh? Huh? The CDC fully admits that moronic is barely a couple sniffles at worst, though the fake federal agency, which is really a private corporation in disguise, is already crafting the narrative that severe outcomes and soon on the way to a lag of infection. Officially, the Delta variant is still the predominant strain of the Tony Fauci flu that is circulating throughout the West, South Africa, and now insisting that moronic is also heavily circulating. CDC claims without evidence that people who get the moronic sniffles could still end up overwhelming America's health systems. Of course. Because of this, the fake federal agency is cautioning the public to continue living in fear, wearing a face diaper, hunkering down in isolation, and getting jabbed every time Fauci speaks. Doing this, the government still claims, will stop the spread, flatten the curve, love thy neighbor, and whatever other catchphrases happen to be popular at the time. And it will also get rid of your athlete's foot and uh, crotch rot and uh, bad breath. Uh, we already know that moronic variant renders the first two injections completely useless, according to the government officials. Because of this, they want everyone to get a third injection, <laughs> which is also useless, uh, but deadly. Of the same, because they somehow magically procure a new immune protection. A week after moronic suddenly tweaked vax is here. Yeah, boy, that's quick. Wrote a natural news reader uh, about how ridiculous this all is. And yes, as questioned here, how can PCR pick up some unknown mutation? Exactly. And how does the, vac the injection push the virus to a super strain if the moronic has only mild symptoms? Many virologists have been warning that this is uh, that the leaky protection provided by the mRNA injection absolutely would produce a version that would automatically target and be more dangerous to the injected, wrote another. And here we are. So should we listen to the virologists who accurately predicted this, or is keeping uh, or keep listening to the folks like Fauci and Rochelle Walensky, uh, the head of the COVID death cult, who just keep pushing the vax? That doesn't work anymore, and really never did, except for killing people. So, yeah, who knows? I'm not listening to turds. How about you? <laughs> oh, goodness. 
EU, UK, and US combined report 7 million COVID vaccine adverse events over 42, over 42,000 registered deaths. Boy, those numbers are way low. We got more deaths than that here in the US. A Japanese vaccine expert warns younger adults COVID injections pose seven times higher risk of death than COVID itself. Yeah, you know. 99.97% survival rate if you're not already comorbidity got loaded up and circling the drain. And what's the survival rate if you take one of these jabs? Probably about 30%, 40% if you're lucky. You know, and that's on the short term. Long term, there are those that say that it's a 100% kill shot, which means everybody gets it going to die. We'll have to wait and see. Mississippi doctor fired after giving life-saving ivermectin to his COVID-19 patients. What screwed up people. Doctor in Mississippi was recently fired after trying to treat Wuhan coronavirus patients with ivermectin, a medication that has been approved for use in humans by the Food and Drug Administration and the National Institutes of Health. Dr. John Wichter, I think it is, or Witcher, uh, an emergency room physician for the Baptist Memorial Hospital in Yazoo City gained notoriety in September when he started Mississippi, Mississippi Against Mandates, an organization composed of nine physicians and health freedom advocates who are against hospitals forcing their employees to get injected. Mississippi Against Mandates has been accused of circulating COVID vaccine misinformation by putting up online advertisements, purchasing billboards that warn people about the risk of getting injected and holding protests. We grouped together and we started protesting, said Witcher, at the time, took to the streets and had rallies and whatnot. Well, I'll tell you what, that's not whatnot's a good one. You know, you get out there and big old can of whatnot. But anyway... On Friday, December 10th, Witcher was working at Baptist Memorial when three new COVID-19 patients arrived. They were prescribed a, uh, the toxic drug remdesivir, but Witcher informed other doctors that he had concerns about the drug. Uh, I was there at the hospital for three days straight in the ER, so I felt like this would be a good opportunity to try ivermectin on these inpatient uh, patients that I had been following very closely just to see how well it worked, as said Witcher. He said that uh, he had never used ivermectin on any of his patients before, but felt that it would uh, be the best time to try the drug. I'm surprised they actually had it in the hospital pharmacy. There's a first time for everything, but I wouldn't say it was experimental, said Witcher. There has been plenty of evidence that patients right here in Mississippi who have taken ivermectin have done very well. My first priority is to take care of patients, he added. I don't want to do any harm, and I want to do the best for my patients with resources I have. The hospital refused to provide ivermectin for the COVID-19 patients, which had to call a local pharmacy, which delivered the drug to the hospital, which then switched the prescriptions of the COVID-19 patients from remdesivir to ivermectin. Whoa, that's a gutsy move. <laughs> I was aware I was going against hospital policy on ivermectin, but I felt, and I still felt like as the treating physician of these patients, I had the option, he said, which are immediately fired and his patients put back on remdesivir. <laughs> Baptist Memorial Hospital administrators quickly found out that Witcher gave his patients life-saving COVID-19 medication. He was immediately told not to come back. <laughs> 
I was very surprised that I was basically told not to come back at the end of the day, said Witcher. These patients were under my direct care, and so I felt like taking uh, take, taking them off remdesivir and putting them on ivermectin was the right thing to do at the time. Following Witcher's firing, Baptist Memorial sent out a statement. Dr. Jonathan Witcher no longer practices medicine at the independent, as an independent physician at Baptist Memorial Hospital, Yazoo. Baptist Memorial Hospital follows the standards of care recommended by the scientific community guaranteed to kill people and our medical team in the prevention of uh, treatment of COVID-19. <laughs> These include the COVID-19 injection and monoclonal antibody treatment, which have proven to be safe and effective in severely reducing illness and, from the viruses and saving countless lives. You mean taking countless lives. you got to change that and make it more accurate. Before his dismissal, which was on the second year of his three-year contract with Baptist Memorial, he now has no control over the patients he used to care for, and the hospital won't even let him on their premises or log into the hospital's online administrative system, which are added that he believes the three patients were put back on remdesivir. I'm concerned about that. I would like to have access to those patients, he said. You know, get a hold of their families. <laughs> Tell them to Get them out of there. Jeez. Good grief. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that's going on. Here's a doctor. And until this time, you know, doctors always have quite a bit of latitude. Number one, in prescribing off-label. Number two, when they're dealing with their patients, what they determine is pretty much the method of treatment until COVID. That changed everything. Why? Because this whole thing is the end game to try and kill off as many people as they can and get all the rest that are still alive under the total control of the jackboot government. And anything and everything that can possibly save lives is demonized, and everything and everything that can kill, hopefully numbers, large numbers, that's what's recommended as the treatment, according to Fauci. You know, and that's proven. I mean, when you take the out of the four drugs in the uh, 2019 Ebola trials in Africa, remdesivir killed 53.1% of the people it was given to. It was the number one killer. What's the drug that Fauci picks for COVID? The number one killer. What's that tell you? You know, short of giving them straight morphine or, you know, the uh, uh, lethal injection drugs. I mean, it'd be a little quicker, but, you know, be a little more obvious. That's what this whole program is about. It's about population reduction, control, killing off people, and destroying the economy, and getting as many people under the thumb of the government as they can. Aussie workers take to the street to protest against vaccine mandates. Good for them. I was hopeful the truckers would have more of a, an effect down there, but so far, not so much. Japan puts warning on uh, labels on COVID injections to a, in a move radically different from the rest of the world. <laughs> Japan actually seems to care about their people, which, you know, given the Japanese mindset, it's not surprising. While many countries around the world, including the United States, are trying to either downplay or or outright hide the adverse effects of the Wuhan coronavirus injections, Japan is making sure that its citizens know what they will get from the injection. 
The Asian nation put a warning put warning labels on the vaccines or high, injections, highlighting the additive additives they contain. This was to provide its citizens enough information so they can decide for themselves whether or not to be injected with the experimental drugs. Three COVID-19 injections are currently available in Japan, Pfizer, Comirnaty. I don't think they've got Comirnaty because supposedly that's not going to be ready for a couple more years. But you never know. It might just be not here. Moderna and Vaxzavera, or formerly AstraZeneca. The product produced uh, the, the product descriptions on the Pfizer and Moderna doses state this product contains an additive that has never been used in a vaccine before. The same reference is boy, that sure is general. <laughs> About a toxic additive that's never been used in a vaccine before. Uh, the same reference is also made a new type of additive in the Vaxavira uh, injection. The label also states that pharmaceutical companies are urging individuals to consult with their doctors about the additives if they plan to be injected with the COVID-19 shot. Well, good for Japan. I think they're, they should take it a little bit further. <laughs> they should put skull and crossbones on them. That would be a good label to put on these things. Mass COVID trance behavior explained by these mind-bending experiments. Ooh. Robert Scott Bell slams FDA for granting full approval to Pfizer's killer injection. Well, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, let's just see what he has to say about this. Robert Scott Bell slammed the Food and Drug Administration for granting Pfizer's Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 injection full approval despite knowing that over a thousand deaths were linked to it within the first three months of the rollout. So who said they gave full approval? They just made it look like they did. In the August 23rd document, which I have a copy of, in nowhere does it say that the Pfizer jab is given full approval. So I don't know why, uh, Robert Scott, you should go back and read that thing again. Oh, he's got himself a little uh, far infrared steam movement is back in his uh, room there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Go back and read this statement again from, from FDA. California proposes sharp reductions in subsidies for residential solar customers. They're probably going to shut them down completely. You can't do that. You have to be on the grid. You can't make your, your energy from the sun. They're doing everything to try and make sure people are totally dependent on Big Brother. Billionaire anarchist George Soros organization has been caught funding dark money group that pushes for defunding police. Surprise. Not here. <laughs> Anything criminal, he's behind it. Biden's claim that deadly Midwestern storms stem from human-caused climate change, ripped as utter bolt by real meteorologist. <laughs> I get so sick of hearing them talking about climate change. What a crock. Bears COVID vaccine data shows surge in reports of serious injuries as five-year-olds start getting the shots. I'll tell you what, when they start doing it to kids, it's one thing when adults, you know, adult can make the decision if they're stupid enough and silly enough to get these things. That's up to them. That's their body, their choice. 
you know. But parents who have give the kids that is flat out child abuse. It's just absolutely disgusting. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released new data today showing a total of 875,653 adverse events following COVID injections were reported between December 14, 2020 and November 5, 2021 to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS. VAERS is a primary government-funded system for reporting adverse event uh, vaccine reactions. And they did. Harvard University did a study that showed that adverse events are woefully underreported to the tune of about 0.8% of reality. So take this 875,653 adverse events and multiply it by 100, and you'll get a little closer. And uh, that's a bunch, 875 million more than we got people but you know there's a room for adjustment in there i'm sure (laughs) but good grief and add to it you got 18,461 reports of death multiply that by 118 million or they're they're 1.8 million i don't know have to figure out anyway They're killing people. No surprise. Documents obtained by Judicial Watch blow the lid on Fauci's illicit bioweapons research schemes. You know, I keep hearing all this stuff. You know, blow the lid off of this. Fauci's in trouble now. We got him dead to rights. And little puke is still there on the cameras every single day. Like nothing ever happened. I want to see something that's going to, when the second that comes out, they march into his office, slam him in cuffs, and drag his butt out of there. It's true. Study backs up earliest claims that natural immunity works far better than COVID-19 injection to keep virus from reinfecting. You know, thank you, Captain Obvious. this, This whole thing is just an absolute joke. But anyway, I get tired of going over all that stuff. (laughs) Uh, Let's shift gears here and check over at Health Impact News and see what they got going on today. Dr. Vernon Coleman, here's why most of the jabbed will die early. Hmm. Okay. Just waiting for it to load here. Well, there's a little video. Let's see how long it is. 17 minutes. It's the 11th of December, 2021, or thereabouts. We all know that the short-term risks for those accepting the COVID-19 jabs are horrific, worse than the risks associated with any traditional vaccine or drug that ever has been ever made. And there have been some horror stories in the past associated with pharmaceutical products. Drug companies are the most ruthless of all corporate entities. They make arms companies look positively benevolent. And as I've pointed out before, they make those involved in the illegal drug trade look comparatively decent. It was known in late 2020, a year ago, that the COVID-19 jabs would cause heart trouble, strokes, neurological problems, myocarditis and pericarditis. I know this 
because I made several videos last year, 2020, in which I explained that all these things would happen and that the adverse events would not be rare or even uncommon. If you're interested, take a look at my video called COVID-19 Vaccine, Possible Vaccine Side Effects or Vital Information About the COVID-19 Vaccine. Both videos were recorded and published in December 2020 and they're still there. If they'd been on YouTube, they'd have been removed, of course. I've written umpteen thousand words about the short-term problems with these jabs. But I've also been investigating the medium and long-term dangers and what I've found is truly terrifying. This really is a cull. Most of the vaxxed will, I fear, be lucky to last five years. And all that for a jab that doesn't do what most people think it does. To be honest, anyone who still accepts one of these jabs should be considered suicidal or certified insane. Life expectation is going to fall dramatically, and not just because of the quality of health care that's deteriorating daily. I honestly find it difficult to believe that there are people around who are so brainwashed and so terrified by the lies they've heard that they'll accept as many jabs as they're offered. If you doubt my credentials, by the way, take a look at the list of my predictions and warnings on vernoncoleman.com. And if you doubt that, just read your way through my 20 million words of published books and old columns. The politicians, the government scientists and the journalists claim that there are no medium or long-term dangers associated with the experimental jabs. But they say that because they seem to know nothing about traditional vaccines, which can and do cause medium and long-term problems. And of course they know nothing about the experimental Covid jabs in the future because no one on earth can say with certainty what's going to happen in one, five or ten years' time. I have, however, made a determined clinical attempt to analyse what I think will happen. And this is what I've come up with. First, of course, there are the heart problems. It seems that the damage to the heart that is responsible for so many fit sportsmen dropping dead or collapsing is likely to affect far more people than we know about. Doctors can hardly remove hearts from living patients to see how many are suffering serious early-stage heart trouble. And it's early days as far as the myocarditis and pericarditis and other problems are concerned. This problem is now a permanent part of life for many and it was all predicted with great precision. Again, just look back at the videos I've made during the last two years. Everything was predicted. The videos are all on brand YouTube. I warned that far, far more will die of the jabs than died or will die of the rebranded flu. It seems, of course, that the heart problems are made worse by heavy exercise. There will, I fear, be sudden deaths amongst those labouring, digging snow or doing heavy gardening. Deaths among the elderly will be dismissed as a result of ordinary ageing. Incidentally, have you noticed that recently the official line is that people who go to the gym are more likely to have strokes or heart attacks? as if simply going to the gym was the problem. No mention of the jab as the cause. They're trying to normalise strokes and heart attacks to cover up the jab problems. This is, I suspect, also why so many young people have been collapsing, collapsing on the dance floor. The exercise combined with the heat has put pressure on damaged hearts and they've collapsed. I think the stories about people being injected in nightclubs or drinking spiked drinks are largely just that, stories. 
stories designed to cover up the real problem. Bizarrely, I've even seen it claimed that global warming is the cause of all the heart problems we're seeing. That really is pushing it. I have no doubt, sadly, that we're going to see more and more people suffering heart trouble as a result of the jabs. The elderly will die earlier than they might otherwise have died, but deaths among the young will continue to shock. Already, there are calls for defibrillators to be put into schools and sports clubs because of the unprecedented epidemic of heart attacks. It's a long time ago, but of course I remember pupils dropping down with heart attacks all the time at school. And strokes, I expect everyone can remember the same. The number of 10, 11, 12 year olds who just drop down dead in the playground or the classroom. The change in the immune systems of the jabbed will also be of great significance. It's been reported that many of the double jabbed have lost a good deal of their immune system capability. This will mean that they're incredibly vulnerable to many diseases. So I fear, I suspect, the vaxxed will be extremely vulnerable to new variations of the flu. They'll constantly be encouraged to accept new jabs, new booster jabs and so on. The ignorant, the fearful and the susceptible will become pincushions. The drug companies will make untold billions in profits. The medical profession will be paid huge fees to give the jabs. And the evil conspirators behind the, the agenda for a world government will move ever closer to their aim. Vax passports will morph, apparently naturally, into digital passports containing financial details and everything else, and the enslavement will be complete. The future is now very, very near. There will be, I fear, serious neurological problems too. These are already developing. The facial nerve palsy is well known, of course, but there'll be many others that were known about back in 2020, will there be fertility problems? My guess is that there will be. Certainly, no one can say that there won't be. It is astonishing how many women won't have a glass of wine in case it affects their baby, but will happily have an experimental jab. No one knows what will happen to them or their unborn baby. More and more women who've been jabbed and do get pregnant will be born with underdeveloped babies, I fear or the babies will have serious health problems, heart problems, who knows? Many babies will doubtless be lost mid-term or born dead. Medical history is littered with examples of drugs which everyone said were safe, but which turned out to be not so safe. Thalidomide is just one of the many drugs in that history. And what will happen when those babies grow up? Will they be completely infertile? What other problems will they develop? The mRNA is an entirely new type of product. No one can tell you exactly what's going to happen. No one can tell you what will happen in 5, 10 or 15 years. We have to wait and see. And before anyone sneers, let me remind you that there have been drugs which have affected the children of women who took them. The drug diethylstilbestrol DES is a manufactured version of oestrogen. It was given to pregnant women to prevent miscarriages over 50 years ago. It was thought to be safe, though it was actually useless for, why, for, for the purpose it was given. In 1971, it was found that the drug caused cancer and doctors in America stopped prescribing it 
Doctors in Europe carried on for another seven years. But there's a twist. It later became clear that the daughters of women who took DES while they were pregnant were at increased risk of developing several types of cancer. The daughters of the women who'd had the drug. I wrote about this in my book Paper Doctors in 1977 and European doctors then stopped prescribing it for pregnant women. It took 40 years for the cancers to become apparent. Don't let anyone tell you that there are no long-term problems with drugs. The cancer risk for the vaxxed can't be underestimated. No one knows what will happen. There are already early signs of problems. A doctor in Idaho, America, has reported that he's seen a 20 times increase in the incidence of endometrial cancer in jabbed patients. And of course, menstrual problems are known to be a serious problem among the vaxxed. I fear that the incidence of all types of cancer will increase dramatically among the vaxxed. With altered immune systems, there are bound to be big problems ahead. And there's another problem. Will the vaxxed be able to take prescription drugs or over-the-counter drugs? If they take aspirin or warfarin, for example, will those bleeding problems that we've seen get worse? We're in entirely new territory. I doubt if the mathematicians and PSYOP specialists advising the government have much idea of the problems that can happen with drug interactions with ordinary humans. And since the Covid jab is entirely new, there's no limit to the number of problems which lie ahead. So what can the vax do to help themselves? Well, first and foremost, I hope that they don't have any more of the notably toxic jabs poked into them. I suspect that the damage is cumulative. Maybe that's why the authorities are so keen on pumping the stuff into people in such quantities. I believe that the jabbed should consider avoiding strenuous exercise, lest their hearts be damaged in some way. I fear that the damage might not always show up when the heart is tested. Gentle exercise is my prescription for those who've had the COVID-19 jab. The footballers who said no were wise beyond their reputation. And if I'd been jabbed by accident, and it would have been a hell of an accident for me to have had any jab or vaccine, I'd want to keep my immune system in tip-top condition. You can easily buy supplies of vitamin D and zinc, although you mustn't take more than the recommended dose because these can be serious and potentially cause potentially deadly side effects. The jabbed, however, should check with their doctors first before taking any medicine or supplement. Will the vax to be a threat to those around them? Well, yes, I'm afraid I fear they will. They will carry some infections without showing signs or symptoms, and so I suspect they'll spread infections. Asymptomatic spread didn't happen before the jab, but now there's evidence that the vaxxed may spread the infection without showing any symptoms themselves. I reported a long time ago on the theory that immunosuppressed individuals could provide a reservoir in which viruses might more easily mutate. And will the vaxxed be vulnerable if they mix with the unvaxxed? Well, again, yes, I fear they will. The immune systems of the vaxxed have been changed forever. Just how vulnerable they'll turn out to be is a big mystery. The problem is that the authorities will not be honest about any of this. They will claim that deaths among the vaxxed are caused by new variations 
and whenever they, whenever they can, they will, of course, blame the wise ones who've refused to allow themselves to be jabbed with the most deadly toxic brew ever invented and promoted by governments, drug companies and the medical establishment. And will the jabs have any effect on the brains of the vaxxed? Well, honestly, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Anything which seems to affect the circulatory system and the immune system seems likely to affect the brain in some way, apart from major bleeds, strokes and so on. What's going to happen to the intelligence of the jabbed? Maybe that explains why those who have been jabbed all seem so darn stupid. Most of them are wearing masks, which is about as stupid as you can get, and of course the masks will increase stupidity because those wearing them will be breathing in a reduced amount of oxygen. The bottom line is that I fear that the jabbed have a massively reduced life expectation, and I don't believe that's an accident. How long will they live? Well, some will probably live long lives. Some cigarette smokers live into their 90s. The human body doesn't always behave as expected. That's the whole point. But I fear many will die, die during winter months. Mortality rates are going to soar over the next few years. Governments will blame new variants of the rebranded flu. But that'll be yet another lie. On average, my fear that many of the vaxxed may have no more than another five years before they become a statistic. The fact-checkers will say, I can't prove this, and they're right, I can't. All I can do is look at the facts we do have and draw conclusions. And I would remind you that I've been absolutely right about this fake pandemic and the jabs since March 2020. I have, I believe, been far more accurate than any government spokesman I've seen. And my videos, articles and columns are all still there for you to check, if you like. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair. And thanks to Brand YouTube and to Mohammed Butt. Please subscribe to my channel on Brand YouTube and spread my videos about on other platforms, Rumble, Brighton, Odyssey, BitChute and so on. My thanks to everyone who does this. Please do translations too. All the papers and so on that I refer to can easily be found on the internet. We put transcripts of the videos on both of my websites and when possible we add important links. If you've not been there, take a look at the merchandise that's on Brand YouTube. The platform deserves to be able to make some money. When I first started this weekly review, I intended to answer questions and I'm still hoping that we can do something in the new year, either here or on my websites. For the record, this channel's not been monetized. None of my videos ever has been. No ads, no sponsors and no requests for funds on videos or websites. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron's amazing videos, which are always fantastic and often incredibly funny. And do visit his website on www.colinbarron.co.uk. Read the lightpaper.co.uk for all the news considered too truthful to print by the mainstream media. And visit astandinthepark.org, which will give you very useful advice on how and where to stand in a park. Please visit my own websites, vernacolman.org and vernacolman.com. Vernacolman.com is a bit more old-fashioned, but it's got hundreds of articles on animal issues, politics and health. There are free books on both sites, and brand new stuff is added every weekday. Vernon Coleman's Wednesday Review will, God willing, appear here every Wednesday at 7pm on Brand YouTube. If it doesn't, then either something's happened to me or the video's been suppressed, 
which wouldn't be a surprise. We all need to pray for the truth to be shared by the many, not just the, fl- the few. All righty then. I like this guy. This is, I think, the second one of his videos I've played, and I tend to, the more I hear of him, the more I like him. And I like the way he talked about uh, the jabbed. So stupid. <laughs> taking uh, taking the shots and then wearing a face mask, which is stupid, and make them dumber because they're taking in less oxygen. All of which is totally correct. And uh, this guy is sharp. Yeah, old man in a chair. That's a cool uh, and accurate description. <laughs> Anyway, thought that was pretty good. Registered nurse suffers pericarditis from Pfizer shot, put in hospital section for vaccine injured, as she was a seventh patient admitted that day for heart issues following COVID. Oh my goodness. And here's her. Oh, I'm only going to play a little bit because it's almost, we're going to run out of time. Um, hello everyone, I'm just uh, here to share my story, um, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Stallone Edmonds Tepania, I'm from Rotorua, um, I am 33 years old, I'm a mother to three, and uh, I live a happy, healthy um, lifestyle um, I'm going to try my hardest not to use uh, specific words in this uh, live because I don't want it to um, be blocked uh, or removed from social media um, but I'm just going to give a bit of background about myself and um, then just share what I can um, not to put my own uh, facado or thoughts on to anyone else, not to, um, you know, make anyone scared or frightened. Um, I actually put up a, a post on Facebook. I don't really fit the criteria of someone who's having a heart attack and, um, you know, being a nurse, I know um, a bit. So I was like, I'm young, um, I'm fit and healthy, I exercise daily. Um, I don't drink alcohol, I don't smoke, I don't um, take recreational drugs, I don't take any drugs, I don't take pre-workout, and so they were ruling out everything for me, but within 15 minutes I was just, (sighs) um, yeah, they basically diagnosed me uh, within an hour of my blood that coming back saying that I had Uh, pericarditis which is basically inflammation and swelling of the pericardium which is the outside layer or outside sac of the heart Um, and they have told me that this is because of my second she's pointing at her shoulder I don't want to say the word because I don't want this video to be deleted but they put it down to that two weeks ago. I got it, um, and I basically said I've got pericarditis, and my heart is really inflamed, um, and it's swelling. And so they sent me home. They sent me home today um, with three different medications to bring down 
um, this running on my heart and um, I'm on 24-7 watch in case I have a cardiac arrest and um, if I have any further tightenings or um, anything worsens I have to go straight back to the hospital um, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop that one. Feel sorry. And she probably took this thing because she was forced to to keep her job. Let me see if it says anything in the text above hand. Stallone Edmonds Tepanya, 33-year-old registered nurse in New Zealand, recently went public on social media to share a story of being diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the sac around the heart, after being injected with a second dose of COVID-19 shot. She doesn't mention the manufacturer of the shot, but the government in New Zealand pamphlet only mentions Pfizer. While these tragic stories of people being injured, uh, especially with the heart issues, Follow uh, COVID-19 shots are, are far too common these days. It is was remarkable about this lady's story is what she learned after being admitted to the hospital and realizing that these injections were not rare at all. She states that she was actually placed in a section of the hospital that was treating in, uh, injection patients and that she was the seventh person admitted that day suffering a heart problem following a Pfizer shot. Yeah, that is not uh, safe, nor effective, nor rare. The nurse allegedly told her that they were not allowed to talk uh, about these in vaccine injuries, but they are certainly not rare. Yeah, and they say it's one in a million. So in other words, seven million people got injected, and here's the seven that uh, had it? I don't think so. <laughs> She was given strict instructions not to do anything strenuous to cause her heart to heart rate to go up. This is why we're seeing so many athletes collapse on sporting events, you think? She was told about uh, one of the, uh, let's see, one out of ten people admitted to the hospital with these uh, vaccine-caused injuries, uh, heart damages, were not surviving. <laughs> Great. They are dying from cardiac arrest. She's not sure if she will have to live like this for the rest of her life, which now may be quite short, and uh, stated, I feel trapped in my own skin. Certain points of the video, she has stopped talking, yeah, obviously in pain and very short of breath. Uh, that was obvious. So anyway, and Fauci just goes on like, no big deal. Yep, need to get them jab jabs. Good grief. And where is it? There's, I think this is a short one. No proof of Omicron's existence, Dr. Kaufman. Uh, there's no clinical test to stay authorized to prove for or available for purchase for any variant. Uh, I think this is three minutes long. Let's see if this will play. And once again, for some reason, it's not playing when it should. That's weird. I don't know why that's doing that. Let me make sure this thing, some setting didn't get changed. Because uh, we're playing it to... Hmm. Yeah, that's set right. That's weird. 
Ah. That's what happened. I changed Telegram channels and programs. And see if tele the new Telegram's in there. That'll fix it. Come on, come on, go. Oops. Oh, man, did I just delete that whole bunch? Nuts. I think I just screwed things up. I'm betting a lot of you aren't hearing anything at this point. If someone wants to unmute and tell me if you can still hear. Yeah, I've got you loud and clear. Okay, because apparently I just accidentally deleted all my audio sources. So apparently, and a Command Z doesn't work to bring it back. Shoot. Hmm. No problem. Just keep your foot still. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if I can Keep do that. Keep your feet to yourself. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. It was uh, this time I was uh, adding, uh, uh, let's see here. I'm just going to start putting them in here one at a time again. Do, 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 do. Uh, let's leave that one out. Um, that one goes in. This one goes in. Uh, ah, there's Telegram. Good. That should fix that. At least for now. Let's see if this thing plays now. Uh, hmm. Still not playing. That's weird. Weird, weird, weird. Well, I'll just have to fix it after the show's over. We only got about three and a half minutes left anyway. But that being said, <laughs> just love this stuff happening on the fly. Um, all the uh, I got a new version of Telegram, so the old one wasn't recognized. But uh, got a little picture of a little bill, bull, billboard here for the. Uh, it's a picture of Jill Biden. Says, "For the love of God, please stop." He thinks his name is Brandon now. <laughs> That's a good one. Great Britain. Excess mortality among children after injection rollout. Imagine that. You know, that's the thing. Like this doc was saying earlier, Dr. Vernon, you know, everybody remembers when they were young, you know, you know be out on, on the you know, playground at school and the kids are just running around and, you know, several of them will just keel over dead, you know. Yeah, that was just a regular occurrence. I remember it, don't you? Not hardly. You know, the, the insanity of this whole thing and the sudden unexplained deaths of airline pilots, sporting figures, you know, people who were, you know, always in top physical condition, just having heart attacks right in the middle of nowhere, just keeling over. Yeah, that's, that's, that's normal. And we can't figure out what would be causing it. Uh, I can. Yeah, can't prove it, but sure makes sense to me. The only variable in the equation is the one is the new one, the jabs. If nothing else has changed, I'd say they're a good culprit. And you'll notice that every single person that has keeled over unexpectedly had received one of these injections. You don't have people keeling over dying without reason that weren't injected. 
that in and of itself should be more than enough reason for people to realize that this is not the right thing to be doing. And these people that take these, oh, I got mine and I was just fine. Well, you didn't get the real McCoy. Or you got a reduced version of it. It'll get you later. Don't worry. If you're stupid enough to get the first one, you'll be stupid enough to get one of the follow-ups. And sooner or later, you'll get the real thing and it will have its way with you. So anyway, that being said, we are out of time. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And Mike Gaddy will be with us. And um, uh, the topic tomorrow, if I get this real quickly, says uh, Thursday. Is it possible to hold any government to its expressly delegated powers? Uh, well, not ours, because they purposely made sure expressly delegated was not in the Constitution. So anyway, we'll cover that tomorrow, and we'll have fun doing it. So appreciate everybody being here. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We will be back tomorrow. Take care and God bless.